Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abbefe alongside Mike Pritchard filling in for Michael Lombardi. Pritch played nearly a decade in the NFL first round wide receiver going to the Atlanta Falcons and also a national champion for the Colorado Buffaloes in the early nineties. Pritch, how we doing, man? Doing excellent. Uh, Femi, great to be with you again here on Lombardi line and uh, getting closer and closer, inching closer and closer to the start of the season, I mean, at least training camp anyway. Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's almost like I can't quite see the light at the end of the tunnel for uh-huh. the games to be played, but training camp, Michael always talks about the fresh cut grass, <laughs> the sun, the smell, the sights, the sounds of training camp. Yeah. I mean, it's about a week away here. Yeah, see, GMs, they they get into the grass and to, <laughs> to those kind of things. Whereas players, we're stressing about conditioning, like who's going to knock me out, who's going to try to take my job. There's more stress uh-huh. on a player at this point. Can I get a contract? I mean, all kinds of oh, things. Yeah. Uh, but the GMs are talking about the grass. You know, how does it feel looking? <laughs> You know, all that so uniform straight. Are we good? Yep. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all, all the all the uh, the logistical right, stuff right. that we got to get sorted out before training camp gets underway. But we're gonna have a fun show here on this Friday morning over the next two hours. Joining us to start our number two, Vinny Mayulo, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point Hotel and Casino, will let us know what people are betting behind the window. Major League Baseball second half. Gets underway later on this evening. We'll get some thoughts from Vinny on that. Then also Adam Burke, speaking of Major League Baseball, our VEASAN MLB senior analyst host of the VEASAN Baseball Bets podcast will join us at 10.30 West Coast time, 1.30 Eastern to talk all things baseball here on the Lombardi line. But before we get into all of that stuff here, did you uh, happen to see the Netflix series Quarterback? Because... Netflix has come out and said that, hey, this is the number one show in the United States right now. Yeah. We talk about getting ready for football. I just finished the series last night. Okay. I'm ready for football. Are you ready for I'm ready. football? I'm, I, it, it, was like, it was watching all the stuff from last year, and it yeah. features Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Those are the three quarterbacks that are highlighted in the series. But just kind of seeing that stuff, I was like getting that itch. I was like, oh, man. We're, like, we're almost there. Like, let's go here. Yeah. I'm ready for football. You know back. what? It's interesting. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm never that guy. Uh, but it's like – um, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't been, um, I, I guess, a- attracted to it yet. Because mm-hmm. I, I, 
kind of feel like I know what's going to happen, but I don't want to yeah. do that. But so I'm I'm eager to check it out though. But um, no, th- you know, quarterbacks are are just different breeds, man. Um, mm. I, I had a great conversation uh, with Eric Bieniemy uh, about Patrick Mahomes, and uh, and and it's rare for Eric to say stuff like this, but you know, our experiences as players, and certainly you know, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist, and and certainly uh, spearheaded us to win a national championship and. Uh, he should be a head coach. He's a head coach in waiting, in my opinion, right now, because he's an assistant head coach. But he talked about and described Patrick Mahomes and uh, what makes him tick and, and his, the competitiveness. Did that stand out in the series 100%. that you watched? I mean, he, I, I, obviously, every quarterback we know is tough because it's a tough position to play. Right. Mahomes is a tough SOB. Yeah. That dude's got some dog in him. <laughs> right, right. And, and Eric talked about that. And, and this is how Eric said it. He said, Rich, um, Patrick could have played with us. And what he means by that is, you know, Eric South Central and, uh, you know, that time in the, in the mid to late 80s and, uh, you know, how, how violent we were as players. Um, it's like you don't see that now because football has changed, right? Yeah, rules have changed. But he was saying Patrick could have been with us. Uh, and, and that speaks volumes because when you see, you know, Steve Young getting knocked out and uh, you see Troy Aikman having a concussion going back in there and playing, I mean, it's different right now than, than it used to be. Uh, than it used to be. So uh, to to have that throwback nature on top of the fact that he's just a brilliant, brilliant player, um, he's special, man. I was wondering if that stood out to you. Oh, it hundred percent stood out. And it's funny because I was watching it with my fiance last night, mm-hmm. and she made the comment to me. She said, "I didn't realize Mahomes was so intense." Because <laughs> like, right. like you know you see the commercials yeah. and he's got the hair and he, yeah. like, he's a nice smile and it's like he's got this kind of like southern charm with the accent and all that stuff and like all indications are he's a really kind guy and all that stuff but on the field like he's a totally different person right. and it's almost like we saw a little bit more from what we typically see in the usual mic'd up stuff yeah. like that like it was like even like more in depth and obviously it's a Netflix series so it's uncensored yeah. and you hear him talk and right. and like talks a lot of trash like he really gets fired up and you just see a lot of intensity yep. and just kind of that competitive will is what you see from Mahomes and he is just absolutely tough as nails yeah that guy and it makes sense because he's the best quarterback and the best player in the league oh absolutely I mean the, the mic up stuff is, is fascinating because when you're a player and you're mic'd up you know you're mic'd up and so you're trying to you're trying to I don't know be entertaining at times yeah. I've been mic'd up a few times and it's like um when you forget about that you're mic'd up uh-huh. that's when the stuff is good so when you get the good stuff uh, like we get from NFL films or whatever in terms of the mic up moments, uh, when players forget that they're mic'd up, that's the great stuff right yeah. there. Yeah. And then it's cool also to see like Mahomes being a dad and doing yeah. the family stuff. And mm-hmm. you see with Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota and like all the struggles that Marcus Mariota went through last oh, year with like the getting benched and then leaving the team and all that. Like all that stuff is okay. highlighted in the show. I'm not going to spoil any of it mm-hmm. for you, but. Go check it out over on Netflix. It just came out on Wednesday. But uh, I thought the series was pretty good there. I, had, I was a little skeptical going in because I was like, it's the NFL. It's probably going to be watered down. Mm-hmm. And it is to some degree. But overall, I enjoyed it at least. Okay. It's eight episodes, so it's uh, not too taxing of a viewing experience. But uh, let's get into the NFL here because we have the franchise tag deadline coming up on Monday. And we talked yesterday about Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. And will the Giants get a deal done with their franchise running back? Well, mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders in our own backyard here are in the same spot with Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, my opinion, best running back in the league last season, mm-hmm. led the league in rushing, and, well, they placed a franchise tag on him. And according to Paloma Villacana of Fox 5 News here in Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs will not report to training camp if he doesn't get 
a long-term extension. When you hear that, I mean, we talked about leverage and what these guys could potentially do to get these deals done. Maybe Jacobs is putting a little bit of pressure on the Raiders to get something done. Well, how can he put pressure on him? Because, you know, the franchise tag really limits the amount of pressure you can apply. And that's why the owners were adamant and that's why they have it uh, uh, in place. And, and it's difficult for players like Josh Jacobs, you know, and uh, others, Saquon Barkley, the, the top of their game. Uh, we, we saw, I mentioned Lamar Jackson a little bit, but, you know, they get a deal done with a quarterback uh, at their number, though, mm. at their number. Uh, and, and so I, I think for Josh... Uh, Jacobs, you know, he's he's in a different situation than, than Saquon Barkley because the system that Josh McDaniels and the Raiders employ, I mean, it, it really is one of those systems where um, they feel like they don't need to overpay that position. Now, what's overpaying? Like, is overpaying for one of the best players in the National Football League overpaying? I mean, mm-hmm. you do that for quarterbacks when they're that important to you. We're not talking about an average running back. We're talking about the rushing leader. We're talking about a guy who I think he's only 25 years old, if, if I'm correct on that. I mean, he's, he's got a yep. lot of football left, not a lot of wear and tear from college because of the, the system that they had at Alabama too. But it's unfortunate that uh, a franchise is taking this tactic or, or taking this direction with their players, their premium players, not just a, a guy on the roster, a premium player. And – for me, you know, when you look at the running back position and you look at the top 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 play players, I mean, Kamara, McCaffrey, Henry, Mixon, Jones, uh, and, and Chubb, you know, per average salary situation, those guys are highly productive. And they've only played, what, six years? Henry's played seven years. But still, uh, it can get the job done. Uh, it, it's like when you look out into the future as a franchise, I think you're short-sighted because you just don't realize what you have. And and then try to find another Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah. Say the running back position goes down. Oh, we got cheap there. Well, okay, you know why you got cheap. You know what, what the results are now. Um, I, I think you can't worry about whether or not Josh Jacobs is going to get hurt two years from now. And all of a sudden you, over, you overpay because you're not thinking about that with a quarterback. You know, with, with, with a quarterback like, I don't know, you think about Carson Wentz or you, you think about any type of quarterback that's got – uh, severely injured, Marcus Mariota or somebody like that, where you had this investment, and all of a sudden now you don't. But you just go out and get another quarterback, and you don't blink. Uh, I, I think same thing can happen for a running back. You can structure a contract to be friendly to their organization. I, I mentioned this before. Um, Josh Jacobs, his cap number is $10 million, right? Mm-hmm. The Raiders have $3 million left in terms of room for the salary cap. If they gave him a long-term extension, they would lower his cap number. So it's all about commitment more so than finances when it comes to players like this, and it's unfortunate. And I guess for the Raiders, they're probably saying that, well, we don't mind paying a quarterback that long-term money because the position has more longevity than running back. But to your point, though, if you're the general manager, Dave Ziegler, Mm -hmm. if you're the head coach, Josh McDaniels, you can't be planning for tomorrow because you might not be here today if you don't win games. Right. Like McDaniels, fair or unfair, probably on the hot seat this season, and the Raiders have to show some sort of signs of progress if he's going to continue to be the coach in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you pay Aaron Rodgers. You pay uh, Russell Wilson. You pay the top quarterbacks. That's what you do, and okay, God forbid they get hurt. But you're not paying Andy Dalton. I mean, you shouldn't, right? (laughs) You're not paying, um, you know, those type of quarterbacks. And certainly we saw last year the influx of so many backup quarterbacks. And 
and, and yet they're getting this playing time. But they're cheap, too. And that's what you hear from organizations. Let's win a Super Bowl on his first-year contract or first contract of a quarterback before it gets expensive. And and I get that. And a lot of times that can work and that can happen. But as a player gets older and as a player is still productive, then all of a sudden that player is certainly going to want money representative of that. Uh, and Josh Jacobs, look, the Raiders drafted him. Uh, and now the Raiders are not rewarding him or or elevating him the way that he's elevated himself with that organization. Josh Jacobs' backup right now on the roster is Zamir White. Last season for the Raiders, Zamir White had 17 carries for 70 yards. Mm. <laughs> so it goes mm. to show you how much confidence they have in Zamir White. Yeah. If they don't have Jacobs, and Jacobs is threatening to not show up to training camp if a deal doesn't get done by Monday's deadline, I'm not sure what the answer is. Maybe they call Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's who they call. Maybe they try to They're figure gonna something out. They're going to have to pay out. him, though. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, so you have to pay somebody. Yeah. And in life, sometimes you get what you pay for. And if you want to have a premier running back, they have one in Josh Jacobs already in-house. We'll talk about some other NFL headlines on the other side. We're just getting warmed up here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $19 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here, just rolling along on this Friday morning in downtown Las Vegas. Well, let's continue, Pritch, talking about more of these NFL headlines. And DeAndre Hopkins, the former All-Pro wide receiver, has been out on the open market for, how, what, a month and a half now, yeah. six weeks? It's been, it's been quite a while since the Arizona Cardinals parted ways with DeAndre Hopkins after three seasons. And over at DraftKings, you can bet on DeAndre Hopkins' next team. And right mm -hmm. now, the odds-on favorite is the Tennessee Titans at minus 125. Now, this has come down a little bit. I believe Tennessee, correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot, was about minus 225 or so around that range initially. Then it's continued, kind of been bet down to like minus 150. Now we're sitting here at minus 125. And according to the reports earlier this week, Hopkins is mulling a couple offers, has offers from Tennessee, yep. has an offer from the New England Patriots. And right now... Obviously, he hasn't seen the money that he wants. Otherwise, he probably would have signed and be on a team. But on the GM shuffle earlier this week, mm -hmm. our own Michael Lombardi had this to say about DeAndre Hopkins, who is now north of 30, but believes that he can be still a top-tier wide receiver. Check out the clip. The issue here really is, as he enters the, the 2023 season, you know, he missed seven games in, t in 2021. You know, he only played in 10. Last year, he only played in nine. So he's played mm -hmm. in 19 games over two years. He is going to be 31, Femi. And I, and I think you have to really kind of go back and study all the older receivers that have had, you know, that have come through and have struggled once they've turned 30. You know, it's not an easy – I mean, we got Jerry Rice, who's sensational, right? Yeah, and, yeah, you he's know, an Tim outlier. Brown was great. You know, but the, those guys are outliers, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so you're concerned about it. That sound courtesy of the GM Shuffle podcast. Make sure you get that wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, rate, and review, all that jazz. But what do you make of that? DeAndre Hopkins now entering his age 31 season. Uh, he's never really been like a big injury guy. Obviously, he was suspended last year, so he missed quite a bit of the games 
last season there with a six game suspension, but can he still be a productive wide receiver one, which he probably would have to be if he goes to the Tennessee Titans? Well, there's different tiers of wide receiver one. Um, I think the Tennessee Titans, he would be the wide receiver one, uh, right? But on Kansas City, he would be wide receiver, what, three? <laughs> you know, it, it, there's a difference, right? And, and so uh, what Michael Lombardi was just talking about uh, is so true. I mean, as you, as you get older, you get expensive. And, and DeAndre Hopkins became a business decision. Now, think about this from a perception standpoint. He became a, a business decision from one of the worst organizations in the National Football League, the yeah. Cardinals. They're eating $22 million to get rid of the guy. Willingly. Right. So it's like, wait a minute. If the Cardinals are eating that kind of money, what, what else is going on with D-Hop, right, from, from the elite organizations? And um, that's the perception that D-Hop is facing right now, even though he wants the money, even though – in the rear view, his stats suggest that he's a borderline Hall of Fame player. Maybe he is a Hall of Fame player. Um, you know, older receivers or older players or older players in general uh, that feel like they can contribute, that become business decisions, they look for winning opportunities. Neil Smith from Kansas City to the Broncos, yep. right? Uh, a teammate, a brother of mine, Alfred Williams, uh, played at San Francisco, okay, uh, you know, you go into your third team and, okay, where can I win the Super Bowl Broncos, right? And, and so, uh, you know, people like that, when you get to around 30 years old in uh, those situations, Junior Seau went to the New England Patriots chasing mm -hmm. um, a, a title, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, came up sh just short. Uh, but, you know, for D-Hop, I wonder if the friendly confines of Tennessee with Rabel, who he was a teammate with, I believe, or he was on the coaching He's staff, the coaching sure. staff. Coaching yeah. staff. Um, that's that's what's out there for him. Or the other friendly uh, confine up there in New England. You know, Deshaun tried to lobby for him, but it, I don't know if it's working out in, in that direction. But D-Hop has two friendly areas where he can land with his career to further his career. It's about who you know, not what you know, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's unfortunate. But I, I think what Michael talked about, he is a number one on a desperate team. But on, on a team that's not desperate, he's a complimentary piece which I think he can still be highly effective that way too. And I think this is kind of where the crux of the issue is with DeAndre Hopkins because obviously he wants to get paid, mm -hmm. and I'm sure he wants to see a lot of targets and all that. Every receiver is competitive and wants the football. But the two teams that have offered him contracts, when I look at their rosters and I look at kind of their trajectory right now heading into the 2023 season, I don't see Super Bowl ceiling caliber teams. Like If you're now north of 30 looking to get on a team to, all right, can I compete for a title? I don't think it's Tennessee. Yeah. I don't think it's New England. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, if D-Hop, from a betting standpoint, does he improve the Titans to be more competitive in that division, mm -hmm. right? Or, or does he improve the chances for New England to be more competitive and therefore qualify for the playoffs? I mean, from a betting standpoint, I, I look at that. Uh, seriously, I mean, I, I think betters are doing that. Um, and I don't know if that's the case. I mean, Tannehill's a, a year older. He's a lame duck situation. He's often injured. Um, and there's a lot of players, the older roster too, but I don't know if D-Hop would, would propel them over, you know, in, in terms of being more competitive in that division to win that division. And when D-Hop first became a free agent, or I think it might have been just before the Cardinals released him, and he was on, the, I think, the I Am Athlete podcast, he was listing off his criteria for the next team that he wants to play for, mm -hmm. and it was the fitting the criteria of Philadelphia, Buffalo, Kansas City, teams that are up there in the odds board to win the Super Bowl. Right. And I wonder if the longer this draws out and if New England or Tennessee doesn't go more with the money, it sounds like Tennessee might be the team that would be the most aggressive in pursuit of him. 
if the money doesn't get to where it is, does he go back to the Buffaloes, the Kansas Cities, the the the, the, the Phil, I don't know if Philadelphia would ever be interested, yeah. but like at least Buffalo and Kansas City, yeah. those two teams who are kind of in that arms race in the AFC, like does he just say, all right, I'm not going to get the money that I want, but at least I can go to a situation where I can compete for a Super Bowl. Right. No, he has multiple options because he could, you know, whether or not Tennessee and New England become more and more desperate to pay him closer to what he wants, or he could wait it out. Maybe a wide receiver pulls a hamstring uh, from an elite team or something like that. Okay, D-Hop, we need you. And so he can wait that out and get to camp and still be ready to go that way too. I mean, uh, he's got multiple uh, situations or, or, or opportunities or options here. And, and that's, that's what makes this so difficult betting where he's going to land, right? Because yeah. I mentioned the Cowboys yesterday. They got $24 million <laughs> in They got money. Uh, and, and you want, you know, look, if you want to bolster your roster and add a complimentary piece to whatever you have already, I mean, that, that gets interesting. Or like what you said with Buffalo uh, or even Kansas City if they maneuver and, and create more cap space. But uh, D-Hop can wait it out. Um, he'll stay in shape. Uh <laughs> Uh, and, you know, he's fighting perception, but no, I, I think he can be a, a high-level contributor, uh, certainly with an elite team. Like we said at the top of the segment, the Tennessee Titans are the odds-on favorites to land DeAndre Hopkins, minus 125. New England's at 2-1. to one. Kansas City's at plus 225. Buffalo is at 15-1. to one. I don't know if the difference between Kansas City and Buffalo should be that wide right, here. Like, right. Honestly, if somebody said, hey, here's a $100 free bet, I think I'd take a shot on Buffalo at 15 yeah. to 1. Yeah, sure. Not. Why not? I mean, Davis is in a contract situation, and uh, Stephon Diggs is a little volatile, which I think the whole situation is festering is going to blow up a little bit more uh, because Stephon has opened a door for everybody else to complain now. You know, and Josh Allen yeah. has not demonstrated to be that tough, tough leader uh, that is needed right now. We'll see. Uh, and I don't know if D-Hop wants to be a part of that. But, no, uh, to your point, I mean – uh, on the field, Buffalo wants to throw the ball. They just drafted a pass-catching tight end, too, yeah. and uh, um, it, it gets difficult. But you, you just never know how contracts are going to work uh, and what teams are thinking. Um, but uh, it, those elite teams right there, certainly. I mean, he'd be a complimentary piece like we mentioned. At age 31, does Hopkins still move the needle for you? Um, not as a game-breaker, but as a sure-handed receiver, uh, a guy who can get open enough um, a guy who can have a mismatch on the field, depending on where he lines up, depending on who else is on the, on the roster with him, absolutely. I mean, it's an interesting. Like, I think like if he were to sign to Tennessee, mm-hmm. it would obviously make them a better team. I don't know how much better. Uh, New England, same thing. I think it'd make them a better team. Kansas City, Buffalo, it's maybe within the margins. Yeah, they would get a little bit better, but I don't think you're going to see the Chiefs go from six plus six fifty to six to one to right. win the Super Bowl. Like, I don't think you'd ever see that reflected in the odds. But maybe within the margin, they do become a better team because it's always good to have as many pass catching options as possible, especially when you have a competent. Quarter. Oh yeah, confident. And, you know, and that's gonna and that's the thing about D Hop too. You're, you're gonna have to establish a relationship with a quarterback. You can't wait too long. You got to get some reps in camp. You got to get that quarterback comfortable with you, and uh, especially older quarterbacks. They they have a a routine, they, they, they're meticulous about their ways, they're set in them, uh, and if you're not out there working, if they're not comfortable with you, they're not throwing you the ball anyway. Yeah, I, I still think that I feel like one of these contenders might get into the mix here. Like, it, we've been mm-hmm. sitting here with Tennessee and New England, Tennessee right. and New England, and nothing has happened. The money has not gone up. Hopkins hasn't been interested enough to sign, even though he has reportedly the offers from both of those teams. It sounds like he's waiting for some other team to sort of get into the mix here. And if nobody gets in the mix, maybe he just reverts back to those contending teams to go and make a run in the Super Bowl. Time will tell. Training camp is about a week away, so got to sign Hopkins. Clock's ticking. 
on the other side. It's a hard knock life with J-E-T-S here on the Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We thank Vinny Maiulo for joining us on the last segment. Coming up 15 minutes from now, Adam Burke, VEASAN senior MLB analyst, talked second half of the Major League Baseball season, which gets underway later on this evening. But right now, hmm. let's continue. And this will be the conclusion yes. of the list that everybody has been talking about. Hmm. Pritch's pecking order, the top 20 wide receivers in the National Football League, and nobody other better than former first-round pick, played nearly a decade in the league as a wide receiver, than Mike Pritchard to break them down. So yesterday, Pritch, you re- you unveiled 10 through 6. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb at 10, right. Cooper Cup 9, Debo Samuel 8, Terry McLaurin 7, A.J. Brown at 6. Now, <laughs> the top five. Well, first of all, Mike Evans isn't on the list, right? <laughs> he is I mean, not. That's crazy to think about this, because I, I use uh, a lot of data to come up with this list. Uh, I took it seriously. And Cooper Cup, I, I think, is more of a respect for him being in the top mm-hmm. 10. Coming off injury. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the franchise and what direction they're going in. Um, uh, and then certainly McLaurin and Debo. I mean, the upside for those guys is going to be incredible, I think. Uh, but the top five, man, uh, I, I didn't wrestle with this too much, uh, right? Uh, Stephon Diggs comes in at number five. Uh, because I'm going to define the criteria that I used here. Um, you know, these wide receivers are difference makers. They are. Um, and they can put up excellent numbers on any team with any quarterback. That, that to me, that just defines the top five receivers uh, in the National Football League. And all these guys have done that. Um, so Stephon Diggs comes in at number five. I hate the fact that he's disruptive right now, but he needs a strong quarterback. <laughs> he needs Josh Allen to say, shut your mouth. Go out there. We're going to win the Super Bowl. But until that happens, I'm down on the team. But I'm high on his ability and uh, and what he's he's a sneaky playmaker, right? I mean, uh, I know he's a diva wide receiver, uh, but you can't cover him. You can't stop him at times. And I think that's why he's chirping uh, in the playoffs and in particular big games when he needs to have the ball thrown his way because he thinks he can be a difference maker that way. Um, number four. Number four. This guy, I, I wanted to put him higher because I think his mm. upside is there, but uh, I'll put him at number four is Jamar Chase. And, and Femi, just looking at, and I'm not a big stat guy, a, a number guy and, and all that, but I mean, you can't deny this for Jamar Chase. In 12 games last year, he had 87 receptions. He had nine touchdowns over 1,000 yards, right? In just 12 games, just 12 games. And uh, he's incredible, incredible player. Uh, you can put him all over the field. Again, I know he's linked up with Joe Burrow, but this guy can play in any offense with any quarterback and still put up 
outstanding numbers. I mean, it's unheard of to go on a streak like that, 12 games, uh, and to put up that type of production. Okay, coming in at number three, uh, enough said. It's speed, 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 speed with this guy, uh, and it's Tyreek Hill, the ultimate game breaker. Um, I, I think Tua is a better quarterback because he's anticipating so well, uh, and his accuracy is off the charts because you have to with a player like this. I mean, his break point, uh, his elusiveness, how quickly he gets open – uh, as a quarterback, you got to set your feet quickly. Uh, you got to deliver the ball confidently. You got to you got to anticipate break points. And Tua did all of that. Uh, and then Tyreek Hill, just who's ever he's playing with, uh, I think he's always a home run threat. We know that you can't cover him one on one. You can't. If if you do, they're going to throw him the ball. And to me, that defines a top five receiver uh, as well. Number two, I wanted to put him number one. Mm. I did, but. Uh, I never really get this strong, but I'm in love with the game of number one. <laughs> number two, though, uh, Devontae Adams, I mean, this guy is is so good. Um, I mean, he is, he is historically good, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I know at his age, and, and we talked about D-Hop a little bit, but he's not slowing down. You know, uh, Derek Carr got benched. Jared Stidham went out there, and, and uh, Devontae put up great numbers still. I mean, uh, he's played with Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't a product of playing with Aaron Rodgers and all that. He kind of proved that. Uh, he said so, too. Uh, no, I, I think this guy has separated himself to be one of those elite receivers uh, to ever play the game. Uh, and, you know, his ability to get off the line of scrimmage, his ability in the red zone, his ability everywhere on the field uh, is just off the charts, and, and you can't stop him. Uh, and that was that's what leads to number one for me, um, and that's Justin Jefferson. Probably no surprise for people out there not a product of the situation or the, or the scheme because of Cooper Cup and what he did. Uh, Justin Jefferson will elevate um, the receiver position for, for this offense, basically. And I think when you're doing things better than Randy Moss so far in your career, you're on, you're on the right track. Uh, and this guy, he's taller than people think. His athleticism is better than what people thought. Uh, and his ability to get open uh, is just uncanny. I mean, and he's just getting started. So it's scary how good this guy can turn into or what this guy can turn into and how good he can be. Justin Jefferson, right now, the undisputed in Pritch's pecking order. Yes. Best wide receiver in the National Football League. And what's scary about Justin Jefferson that you mentioned, he's entering his age 24 season. I know. The guy just won Offensive Player of the Year, mm -hmm. 1,800 yards last year, eight touchdowns. And there's no hard arguments. For me, when I see that list, I mean, those are like the top five guys right. when I think about wide receivers in the NFL. But I'm with you, though. And if I was making this list, I think I'd have had Chase a little higher. Oh, I wanted to. I love me some Jamar Chase. <laughs> I did. I love me some Jamar Chase. And maybe this is blasphemous. I think Chase is better than Jefferson. Oh, the fact that they were on the <laughs> same team, man. Um, and, and who was the number one on that team? I know. Jamar Chase. It was, it was Chase. Yeah, I know. Chase I know. is Chase. Like, Chase's potential, and like, mm. and like, it's unfortunate because he got hurt last year. That's why we only played in those 12 games. He's yeah. dealing with the hip thing. I bet on him to win Offensive Player of the Year heading into last season, so maybe I'm a little bit biased here. But, <laughs> I mean, rookie season, to put up 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns as a rookie. Mm -hmm. And I get that Burrow is awesome, so he has a little bit of an advantage playing with a really good quarterback. Right. But Burrow didn't really take no. off to be that awesome guy until Chase showed up. Right. Burrow was sacked over 50 times, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, Chase, yeah. his potential, what he's able to do with physicality, 
after the catch, mm-hmm. at the catch point. Like he reminds me as a, as a Dallas Cowboys fan. He reminds me of like Des Bryant early in his career, okay. as a, in his prime when Des before all the injuries and he had his movement skills and yeah. all that stuff. Like that's what Chase reminds me of with his physicality. Like I think I'd have had Chase at number two. At number two, Devontae? Well, well, hear me out. <laughs> okay. Devontae would have been number one. For oh, me. see, I almost did that. Yeah. But then we, we okay. You would Jefferson's put Jefferson three. At, He's three for me. And Tyreek, number four. That, I think that's okay. how I put it. All right. I think that's how I put it. If it were me, it's not my list. It's not mm-hmm. Femi's pecking order. It's Pritch's pecking order. But Do you I, remember the catch from Justin against Buffalo? <laughs> the catch of his life. Do you remember that catch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do remember that catch. But I, I, I'm partial to guys that score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'm a touchdown guy. Like Jefferson, in terms of his yards, like 1,800 yards, you can't argue with that. Right. But he's only been a double-digit TD guy one, one year in his three-year career. I, like guys who yeah. score those double, like Adams. I mean, Adams, fifteen touchdowns 15 last touchdowns. year, eighteen touchdowns a few years mm-hmm. ago. Like touchdowns win games. Yeah. And part of Jefferson only having eight touchdowns last year was a little unlucky. Mm-hmm. Usually, when you have eighteen hundred yards, you're gonna get double digit TDs. I'm assuming he'll probably get there this season. Right. But I'm partial to TDs, so I would have Jefferson three, Hill four, but Adams I think still has the belt in okay. my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and we saw because everyone was wondering what's he gonna do now that he's no longer with mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Well, he went to Derek Carr and put up crazy numbers again like right adams is that guy for me yeah no no i mean i can see your logic there um not not at all disagreeing from the logic i i think uh for me and just ranking these guys i mean when i started the list i had justin jefferson number one i mean that's how excited <laughs> i was to get to number one uh because i i have not i mean just to watch his game and as a receiver like just to appreciate that like and i studied i studied Maynard, I, I studied Ellard, I studied Cliff uh, Branch, I, I studied um, all these guys, right? All these, you know, different era type of players. And I mean, outside of Randy Moss, I, I've not, you know, from a talent standpoint, you know, Jerry Rice turned into the greatest player, or greatest mm-hmm. uh, football player, period, really, I think. But um, just from where Justin is starting, uh, kind of like similar to what Randy, where he started from. I mean, it just got better and better and better. Randy, Randy took a lapse because he got lazy at yeah. times, right? Uh, if if Randy had Tio's tenacity or Jerry's work ethic, it'd been scary hours. There would be another. <laughs> there would be no other receiver to talk about. No. Um, He'd be the gold <laughs> He almost is now. Yeah. But he got lazy along the way. But I don't think Justin's going to get lazy along the way, though. Who do you think has the best chance to crack the top five this time next year? Ooh, um, A.J. Brown. I think, yeah, I, I think A.J. Brown is on course to, to really get to that next level. I'll go Garrett Wilson. Okay. Ooh, 1,000 yards with Zach Wilson and Mike White throwing mm-hmm. you the football? Yeah. You're doing something good. <laughs> Adam Burke, Beeson Senior M- MLB analyst, joins us next year on the Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 